I'm delighted to have with me today the very cheerful and beautiful Michelle Flanagan. Michelle shares her contagious laughter and her treasure trove of stories that have been full of hurdles. She talks of financial troubles as well as various challenges that she's had in marriage, parenthood, and even infertility. Michelle's journey is such a compelling story to the steadfast power of prayer. She talks about this quiet fortitude as being a beacon of hope. Join us as we plunge into these beautiful, faithful whispers that have reverberated through Michelle's life. Before we get started, I want to share with you that my ministry is growing. Thank you so much to all that are listening. I am very grateful. I want to let you know that I am adding an internship program where I am going to be mentoring ladies who want to go into the ministry or who have a heart's desire to help me grow my own ministry. I'm taking applications now until January 28th, 2024. So please go check out my website for details. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Powerful Whispers, the podcast that dives into the extraordinary whispers of God in real and practical ways. Together, we will explore how God speaks to us regarding our body, soul, and spirit. I'm your host, Krista Joy, and I'm excited to have you join me on this journey. As a foodie and a dietitian, I might even sprinkle in some simple food hacks. Let's get ready to dive into the powerful whispers of God and uncover these hidden gems. Welcome everyone to another episode of Powerful Whispers. I am so thrilled to have with me today, Michelle Flanagan, who I've really only recently got to know a little bit more because she was on my launch team for my second book. And also I was recently on her podcast. So I'm so thrilled today to have you here, Michelle, so we can learn a little bit more about you. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Michelle, as we get started here, I would love for you to share a little bit about yourself. I am a wife and mom, but my story starts at adoption. I was adopted at the age of three, and my parents also adopted my biological sister, who's older than me, and my brother, who is not biologically related. So they adopted all three of their children, and I have a husband. I've been married for 28 years. We have three sons. Our oldest is 19. He's attending community college, and he's going for a skilled trade. He lives at home. And then we have twin sons, fraternal twins. I know everybody needs to know they're fraternal (laughs) and they look nothing alike. And they are 14. And I work full time from home. I'm a medical coder. I work for a large insurance company. I also do a little bit of writing and podcasting. So I am a busy woman. (laughs) Yes, you are. That's incredible. I love that your history is that you were adopted. That is so special. I know someday I'm going to want to know a little bit more about that. (laughs) But today, I know we're going to be talking about prayer. So before we dig into a little bit about prayer and how integral it is to your life, I would love for you to start by sharing how you first came to know the Lord. Thanks. That's such a, a great question. It's where it all begins, right? I came to know the Lord when I was about seven or eight years old. I want to say around first grade. We attended the Presbyterian church in our small town, and I remember 
the hellfire and brimstone message <laughs> coming from the pulpit. <laughs> My parents were good friends with the pastor, so I wasn't afraid of him, but his message got me thinking. And wow. I remember thinking about that all day and all night. And then finally, the next morning, I confronted my mom with some questions before school. And I told her that I wanted to know Jesus. And so she prayed with me and I accepted Christ before I went off to school that morning. That is such a beautiful story. Oh, how special that you got to have that experience with your mom. I love it. It was. It was pretty incredible. I remember the sun, the way the sun was coming in. But I was also told that I went to school and preached to the kids at recess. And I told them they were all going to hell if they didn't ask Jesus into their hearts. (laughs) So I think my mom was like, okay, okay. (laughs) going to pull it back a little bit, but that's amazing. You were yes. on fire for Jesus. That is so cool. The <laughs> beauty of the little children coming to Jesus, so innocent and just wanting to share. I love that. Michelle, I know that an integral part of your life is to do writing and prayer is such a big part of what you write about. So I would love to do a little deep dive into some of your experiences with answered prayers and also unanswered prayers. So as we start here, could you share maybe like one or two times where you've seen prayers answered in your life? Of course, I'd be happy to. Well, I think the first first one I want to share is going back a little bit when my husband and I had our three little boys because now they're, you know, teenagers and older and we were having a lot of struggles. We had had my father-in-law had died suddenly when my twins right after they the day after they turned 1, he died suddenly. And so that was a big oh, no. a big thing and then we also had a lot of financial strain. I worked outside the home full time. I still work full time, but now I'm just fortunate enough to be able to work from a house. And we just had a lot of stress and I felt like we were just sinking. Like everything was closing in on me every day. Nothing ever seemed to get better. It was one of those situations where you just work and work and work and all your money's gone before you even get your paycheck. Mm -hmm. And we were in debt. We had, I think I still had some student loans from college even. It was just, we were drowning. And our church, the church that we had started attending was offering a financial peace university class with Dave Ramsey. I'm sure Your listeners are probably familiar with him. And I was like, okay, God, I think we need to do that. Like I had started listening to him like on like his radio show while I was working. And I thought, you know, he offers some sound advice. I would love to go to that. But we have these little boys. And I don't know if my husband will go for that. He's not going to want to give up like one night every week. It was a 10 week course. And it was when you attended in person. (laughs) So we know it's been probably at least 10 years ago, 11 years ago. So I started praying. I was just like, okay, God, like, just if this is something you want us to do, just I pray that you would work it out, like you would line it up. And I just started just praying and praying and praying and they had signups and it was getting ready to start. And I was like, oh no. So finally one night I mentioned it to my husband and he was like, we really do need to do that. My brother-in-law had gone through it. His brother had gone through it and they had actually sent the materials to his parents. We had access to the materials, but we hadn't 
like gone through anything with it, if that makes sense. Yep. We were like, all right. He's like, you know, I think we do need to do something like that. We're just going to need somebody to watch the boys. And it was like on, you know, like a Monday night or something. So we mentioned it to my mother-in-law and lo and behold, she was free. Nice. And she offered to watch the kids every week so that we could go to this class. And it was just like, oh my goodness. Like from, you know, me going from thinking he'll never go for this. You know, you don't, sometimes you don't know. Like you just assume that your spouse is going to be like, no way, you know, right? <laughs> you just, you get the, like I had, maybe I just had misunderstandings about what my husband wouldn't, wouldn't do. We were so stressed at the time. It was everything we could do to go to work and keep our family alive. Mm-hmm. It was, right. it was literally like that. So if you're, in that season right now like if anyone's listening who's in that season like I just want to encourage you don't give up and also don't assume because I think I had assumptions about him and about us that were incorrect you know so maybe the assumptions are correct you know whatever it is like don't assume and don't give up because God he wants to answer your prayer and he will. And he did. And we went through the entire 10 week class. She came every week faithfully. And I remember praying every week that nothing would happen, that she would be able to show up. We ended up meeting some new people through the class and we were able to go through it all. We ended up paying off a whole bunch of debt as a result of attending that class and implementing some of the strategies. So that was an answer to prayer right there. That is so amazing. And I hear even more than one answers to prayer there, like finances, like, oh, what a stress relief to have some debt yes. paid off. And that special one-on-one time with your husband, with being kid-free. Yes. <laughs> and that you were able to go to the class. I mean, that's a, that's a lot. It was. It was like he, and there's so many more. I have so many more stories like that where he just filled in every little space that I was doubting or I was assuming could not happen. You know how we get, oh, yes. Oh, that'll never happen. That's a pipe dream. You know, like (laughs) just when you say that, like say that to God because (laughs) he's got your answers. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. He wants to wow you and he's going to be like, ha, I am bigger than that. (laughs) Yeah. So I have another story if that's okay. (laughs) Please share. I would love to hear. So during 2020, we all know what 2020 was like. We had our kids were where we go to public school and they were all doing everything online. It was a very depressing time and also very challenging because my husband and I both work from home. So we were trying to work from home and manage our freshmen and sixth graders at the time. So the twins had just gone into middle school and what a start, right? COVID. So, and and then my oldest was a freshman. So what a start for him. So we were trying to manage the 2020 thing and we got through the better part of it. Things were kind of starting to look up where they were going back to school part-time and all that. Well, one of my boys really struggles with depression and just feeling down and Both of the twins had been asking for a dog, but they actually got to the point where they were asking to borrow my computer. And I would say, why do you need my laptop? Well, we just want to look at puppies. We want to see if there's any dogs available. (laughs) And I thought, oh dear. (laughs) 
this has gone beyond can we get a dog like they are right seriously out there and they would they would look up like certain types of dogs and they would get on the computer and they did it more than once the first time they asked me to borrow my computer and they were looking and we were talking and my husband was like uh no we are not getting a dog like <laughs> we have so much to deal with already he he was the typical dad and so i just started praying because I could see this desire in the boys and I was like I don't really need the responsibility and neither does he but there's a need in there and there's also an opportunity and I could see the opportunity to teach them responsibility and there was also the husband <laughs> so there was a whole lot going on here right <laughs> a lot of dynamics all the dynamics you're right so I just started praying I was like Lord just if this is going to happen, like literally this dog is going to have to almost be free because we don't have $1,300, whatever it was that some of these breeders wanted. And we just wanted a puppy that we could train. We we needed a kid-friendly dog. We'd had a dog before. We had a lab retriever mix and they were great dogs. We didn't care. It just was like, I just want them to have a dog. Like if it's something we can do, I just ask you to help us with that. Well, turns out that the job I was working, this is such a God thing. The job I was working, I didn't end up working in for very long, the position I was in. But the manager I had was local and she was fostering some puppies, two puppies (laughs) for a friend of hers who runs an animal shelter. I kid you not. I had been talking to my trainer, the lady who had, she had been training me when I came onto the team and she was so nice and she was a total dog person. So, oh, we would just talk about dogs and the things her dog did and how my boys wanted a dog. Well, one day we were in a meeting and the manager is showing us the puppies on camera because this manager was an on-camera manager. She was like, okay, everybody, camera's on. And we were all like, grumble, grumble, grumble. You know, (laughs) we had the cameras on and there are these fuzzy little cute fluffy dogs in the background and I was like Uh oh my gosh they're adorable and of course I didn't think about would these puppies be up for adoption my trainer did and she says Michelle you should see if one of those puppies is available and then the light went off I went oh my goodness yeah I did. I asked her and she said, you know, in this team meeting, she said, well, we're thinking about keeping one, but yes, the other one will be available. And I was like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Heart racing. I inquired some more. I found out about the breed. I was like, okay, the breed is very hairy. Border Collie German (laughs) Shepherd mix. Very hairy. Okay. Very active. Okay. I'm seeing the husband obstacle. (laughs) Right. So I'm like, okay, Lord, this is an adoption opportunity. And we know that adoptions aren't expensive. This dog is adorable. He's very healthy. It's a male. That was one of their things. The boys wanted a a boy dog. So I just start praying some more. As I'm praying, I'm doing all the background work (laughs) with my manager. Finding (laughs) out about the dog, when it would be available, what would we need to do? You know how moms do. This is what we do, right? (laughs) I was investigating and I was laying the groundwork 
so that if my husband were to agree, we could just do what we needed to to get the dog. I'm telling you, Krista, I knew if this doesn't work, I don't know what will. It was one of those things. And so I showed him the pictures. Perfect opportunity. It was. And it really felt like God went, you want a dog? Here you go. And it wasn't like I thought it would happen at all. And that's the thing was when we start praying, we don't always get to, like, we don't get to choose how it's going to come about. And so when we start praying, it's like, you have to have that open heart. Like, God, is this, is this it? Are you answering? Or is this not it? I showed the pictures to my husband and he was like, no way. No way. That dog is so hairy. All we're going to do is clean up hair. Blah, blah, blah. You know how husbands are. It's a total dad thing. I get it. So I just kept praying. Every day I would pray. Every day. And we work in the same office space. So I had a lot of opportunity. (laughs) He ended up agreeing if the boys would help out. So he ended up agreeing. And we ended up taking our 25th anniversary trip to to Hawking Hills just to a little cabin because COVID ruined our plans and on the way back from our trip we picked up the puppy from this animal shelter which was down near that area it was it was just the most exciting thing and just the coolest experience everything worked out this dog we've had him he is three and a half and he is the best dog our kids adore him and guess who his favorite person is my husband. Oh, your husband? No <laughs> My way. My husband. Yes. That's funny. Yes. The one who said no dogs. He is his person. And it is so, it's just so sweet. Like, and it's so funny because he always tells people, if I would have known getting a dog would mean Maverick, I would have done it sooner. He is the best dog ever. Wow. Like. That's cool. He's obedient. He's smart. He's, he tells you when he wants to go out. It's just, he's just an amazing dog. God just really, that's just one of the sweetest things. I love that. And I'm also really curious how your son, who you were saying has had to deal with some depression, how has the puppy helped him? He has told me since that Maverick got him through COVID, that if it weren't for Maverick, he didn't know what he would have done. That he said that he really lifted his spirits and helped him get through that time. That is an incredible story. So beautiful. I was seeing the dog as for all of them. Well, of course, the oldest at the time was like, well, I didn't ask for a dog, so I don't want to clean up after him. You know how it is with teenagers. (laughs) And we were like, okay, we won't include you on that rotation. But (laughs) I guess I wasn't seeing that piece of the picture as much as God was. You know, like he sees all the things that need met when we pray. And when we pray with a sincere heart and we really just want him to meet, like I wanted him to meet their need, but I didn't see all the way through what their needs were, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. How God knows what we need. And he sure does. Not to limit our prayers and just like, okay, God, this is what I think we need. And to sit and reflect back, I love just like that retrospect, like, wow, God, you showed up way more He did than I even asked for. Thank you. That's so cool. I still look at him and I'm like, you were an answer to prayer. You are a blessing. That's so cool. So Michelle, I would love if you could share an example of a prayer that maybe you felt wasn't answered in how you expected and maybe some lessons that you would have learned through that experience. 
I guess back during that time when we were we had the financial struggle and the, the family loss and all those sort of things, I was praying for my marriage and praying for our family and just, I mentioned I felt like I was drowning. But in my prayers at the time, I could only see myself and my side of things. And I think that's yeah. just human nature a lot of times. It's typical. But right. Yeah, it is. And I, I would pray for my marriage and I would be like, okay, well, he hurt my feelings or he just doesn't understand or, and the Lord just started to do a work in me. And I think it was during all that pressure, I finally just threw up my hands and I said, I can't get anything right. I am done. Like, I need you to just take all of this stuff, God, and just just help. <laughs> like we need help. Yeah. I need help. I can't do it on my own. I can't do the marriage on my own. I can't do the family on my own. If I'm supposed to work, I can't do that. I need you and everything. The Lord just started to show me things about myself <laughs> that were pretty ugly, yeah. but in such a gentle way. He just sort of peeled back some layers of about me, like I was just self-pity, self-pity, self-pity is what rose to the surface. Mm. And it was like, you're just sitting around feeling sorry for yourself and you're not seeing the whole picture. And it was like, oh, I was just kind of asking you to fix him, (laughs) you know, like, and them and the finances, but okay, no, you know, it's like, and... (laughs) He just basically pulled back the veil that I had had over my eyes for all those years. But it wasn't in a way that was condemning. It was like, you need to know that I've got you no matter what anybody else does, no matter what happens in your family. You need to know that I've got you, but you also need to know that you're going to have to do the work and you're going to have to let me deal with this stuff in you. And I was like, oh... I gave it all up because I don't want to be walking around feeling sorry for myself because there's no need for that when I'm covered by Jesus, no matter what happens. And he just kept confirming that I will take care of you. Now you've got to give yourself to me. I will take care of you. Even though that comment hurt your feelings, you need to let it go. Get over yourself. I've got you. But you need to give that to me. And it was such a process. I'm telling you, it was this was not like yeah. a one day. It was the one day that I fell on my knees in my bedroom. I remember that day. But the answers came over time. And the answers came in ways that weren't easy, if that makes sense. Right. You had to take a good look at yourself, right? God was wanting yeah. to heal you and grow you, too, and learn how to surrender, it sounds like. Yes, like on a daily basis, you're like, okay, yes. it's not about me. You can have it all. You're exactly right. Because I was so circumstantial. Like if, you know, I fixed a meal and somebody in the family didn't like it. I mean, they're little boys. They're not going to like everything. I would get my feelings hurt and I would be right. upset, you know, the rest of the evening. Just stuff like that, that it was every day. Like that was a part, I had allowed that to be a part of my everyday existence. I was only seeing myself and the Lord just was like, it's just is what it is. Nobody's going to like everything you do. You have to know that their love for you and his love for me, God's love for me wasn't dependent on those things. I had to realize that. So in a practical sense, because I definitely have dealt with that, especially in the teenage years. 
there oh, were yes. a lot of difficult times with my boys. We're like, oh, that hurt my feelings really hard. That was hard to, to hear yeah. as, they're, as they're lashing yes. out. How practically did you give that to the Lord and be like, okay, it's not about me. Help me, Lord, not to have my feelings hurt. Yes, yes. That's a, such a good question. I literally prayed through every situation. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Because when he started to reveal this in me, I want to, to live a life that honors him, you know, and I was really like, God, I want to get this right. Like, what do I need to do? And he's like, you just got to give it all to me. And I'm like, okay. So like something would happen. My initial instinct would be to get my feelings hurt, which that's going to happen. You know, we're going to be hurt. People, we're not hurt people, hurt people, right? You're going to still get your feelings hurt, but I would have to just say, God, that really hurt. What do you want me to do? What am I supposed to do with that? Yeah. My son said this or my husband said this and that just hurts. And the Lord would just yeah. help me to know, don't respond. He's hurting or give me that he would just give me a comfort in it and so sometimes I could just say nothing and then come back to it later and then other times even since then I felt the prompting to let them know you know I know you're upset right now but that really hurt my feelings but taking those things to the Lord has changed the way the confidence level I have in who I am yeah. Who I was was wrapped up in the way they reacted to me, but wow. that's not who it's, I am. I love that. It's the shift in perspective. Yeah. It was and leaning a big on the shift. Lord in the process. <laughs> that's huge. Yeah. It was such a process. <laughs> I'm still growing in myself, which it's a lifelong process, I feel like. For me, at least, like, okay, God, take stand. This is what I'm dealing with. And I love how honest we can be with God right? Mm -hmm. Like this is, yes, this is hurtful. God. Yes. Wh what do I do? How do I respond? How is mm -hmm. the right way to respond? And just again, being honest, it's God can handle it. And he'll be honest back depending on where you're at in your journey as far. Yes, I got my feelings hurt this weekend. I'm a sensitive person. <laughs> and so it's like, yes. I have to realize with and take that with, you know, my mom is always so honest about everything. And she would just tell me, you're just so sensitive. But she was right. Like, I'm a sensitive person and I'm aware of that. But at the same time, I need to realize that I have to honor the person who hurt my feelings, even though it hurts. Like, I just have to, okay, Lord, that really hurt. What do you want me to do? Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, really? Did you see that? That person said that. That <laughs> Come on now. What am I supposed to do? And sometimes the Lord says things to me like, I want you to make his breakfast. <laughs> and I'm like... I'm sorry, oh, yeah. what? <laughs> that was one time the Lord said that. And so I made his breakfast and everything changed when I set yeah. that plate down. I'm not kidding. Like Ooh, the attitude good. changed and yeah. it was like, oh. sometimes we just have to listen to, we really have to like, yes, we, we have to pray, but we need to listen. He is always doing things that are for our good, but that's going to bring him glory. And so if we would just step aside sometimes and <laughs> let him do what he needs to do, then we're going to see change. Absolutely. That's good. Oh, and doing the hard things, making breakfast. I have been in those situations myself. I'm like, oh, the thing that I would want to do is just walk away, like fend for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but being a servant and, and God knew in that moment. I wanted to say, well, good luck with all that. 
you know, but no, you, <laughs> yeah. there's always something else going on with people, even if it's your spouse. And, you know, sometimes they just aren't saying what is going on with them. And we take right. things out on each other. He puts up with so much from me. It's just those times where we're willing to say, okay, God, what do you want me to do here? How should I respond to this? And it, it's like a minute by minute thing because we're not always going to get it right. And I certainly don't. This weekend when my feelings got hurt, I did not get it right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pray first, I, you know? And so yeah. it's just like you said, you're learning that. I'm definitely still learning that too. It's the times when I find that it's like, oh, I did it wrong. Those stick in my mind. Yeah a lot longer. Like, okay, I don't want to repeat that. So God help me. Let's work on this together because your ways are way better than mine. So I would love if you could share a little bit about maybe some prayers that you had that were like what you felt really delayed. How did you handle the waiting period? Because now really we do know that God, he's greater than we are and his answers might be no or it might be wait. And of course, it might be yes, but in those times where it's wait for a response, how do you handle that? I had a couple of years where I had to wait on the Lord. And this came right to my mind when I thought about this question. We wanted to start a family. We had been married five years. My husband was in the Air Force when we got married. So he was finishing up a six-year enlistment and we lived in Oklahoma for the first two years of our marriage. And so when he got out, we moved back to central Ohio to be near our family. And we, we wanted to buy a house before we started a family. So we waited, right? That's what you do. You wait and all that stuff. So we decided after five years, okay, that's good. We'll go ahead and start our family now. And we thought everything would just work out the way we wanted it to. Well, it didn't. (laughs) We could not get pregnant and we could not get pregnant and we could not get pregnant. And so we went to the doctor and we did all the tests and the doctor said, well, I really don't see anything wrong that's major. You know, there's maybe some little things, but there's really nothing that's keeping you from being able to have a family. So you can take this fertility drug, Clomid. And so I took that and became a raving lunatic Oh no! and still didn't get pregnant. And I only took it for three months. During that time, though, I did pray, but I just asked God, please give us a baby. Please give us a baby. You know, that's, and when you're going through infertility, if anyone is going through that, I know you understand that there's no feeling like that when you hear that someone else is expecting and you're not again. It's just devastating. And it's so hard to explain the emotions of that, but I get it. I understand. We went through it for three years and I know that I thought I was praying and I thought I was trusting God, but I wasn't. It wasn't until I gave it all up. And I went down to the front of the church after an evening service. We would go to church. The church we went to was really large and they had uh, Saturday night services. And so we had gone to an evening service. And the message wasn't even about infertility. It was about something else. But when they called people up front for prayer, the Lord just like nearly pushed me out of my seat. And it was like, it's time to give it up. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And he was like, let's just 
let's do this. I wasn't, I'm not like a go down front kind of person. It really has to be big, you know? And so I went down front and this kind lady, she prayed for me. And I just remember that I was like, it doesn't matter what happens. This is yours. The future of our family is yours. That's where I had to get with God. I just laid it all down. I was like, just take it, do whatever you're going to do. If you want to give us a baby, that's great. If you want us to adopt, that's awesome. I really had to get to that place in my heart. Like sometimes we say that, but we really don't mean it. I would say that, but I didn't mean it. And my husband was truly like at peace with everything. He wasn't hung up on any of the stuff I was. He was like, if we never have kids, it's fine. You know, we are a family and he had the right attitude, but I didn't. I wanted what I wanted and I wanted God to do it the way I wanted him to. So I finally was just like, that's it. Take it. I had such a peace walking out of there. I could not believe just the burden. It was like the burden of it was gone. It's so hard to describe, but if anyone has ever felt that peace that God gives you, like it's worth giving everything to him because even though you don't know what the outcome is going to be, you have peace and your peace comes from Jesus. There's no better feeling in the whole world than to walk away with that kind of peace. It was awesome. And so a couple months went by and it was only a couple of months. And the next thing I knew, I was showing my husband a positive pregnancy test. Praise the Lord. And that was our little Andy. Yeah. It was hard. It's beautiful. As I'm just visioning you there in the church, just giving it all to God again, the full surrender. I'm just feeling that weight lifted off your shoulder. I can just, it's like, it was just tangible. Yeah. And I'm sure you could breathe deeper. Like, okay, God, you have this. He's going to carry your burden. He was waiting for you to come to him. That's an encouragement to be like, okay, he does wait for us. Yeah, he he does. And he's so patient and gentle. If we had a pastor that said the Holy Spirit's a gentleman, that's so true. Like he's not going to be pushy with you. He's going to wait for you. Everybody's story isn't going to end up the same as mine, but I just want people to know, like, if you're going through infertility, you're listening and you're struggling through that, number one, I know how you feel and I know the struggle. I just want to encourage you to trust the Lord with your family. Whatever that looks like, just let him be the author of it. Please just lay that burden down and just say, okay, God, this family is yours. This was reminding me of one practical way to like lay things down when it's so hard. I mean, especially in infertility issues, it's so all encompassing, difficult. One example would be like if you put a backpack on and just like you're physically like taking that backpack off and saying, God, putting this down, I'm laying this at your feet. Just that physical action, I feel like integrate that desire like God I'm doing this and it kind of just tells your whole body like okay I am giving you all of my burdens right now take this from me and do what you want with it it's just like an act of surrender I love that I love that that's such a good something you can like 
visualize. Just, yeah, getting your whole body. And as you're saying, like, you could say, God, I'm, I'm surrendering, but maybe you're not meaning it. So maybe it's like some people might need that actual physical, I'm surrendering this, I'm, I'm giving this to you. You can, like, even write down your burdens that you have in that backpack. I'm like, okay, it's yours, God, take it away. Yeah, like, just that physical, like, take it off, lay it down, push it away, here you go. <laughs> this is yours yes. and I like how you said that you can even write down and name the things that are in that backpack and just give them over to him one by one that's good I would love if you could share some effective ways that you are finding that you can encourage others in the practice of prayer I know you write about it often are there some words of encouragement to help those that they find it hard to pray yes some things that have helped me and it's this is so good because as I was thinking and praying through this I was just encouraged to pick up these practices again even more when we talk about prayer like we can talk about it but then we can walk away and go oh that sounds great and not do it yeah. but one of the things that helps me is first thing when I wake up just start talking to God I get in the shower and I'm like well Lord here we are again <laughs> you know yeah. just whatever giving him praise and just taking a few minutes to acknowledge the Lord, give him praise, thank him for things in our lives that are good, even if we're having a hard time. So just starting your day off with God. And then another thing that it's really helped me is just anything I'm doing, pray through it. Am I working? I can be praying for something while I'm work. I could be praying for the people that I work with. If I'm folding laundry, sometimes if my brain is all over the place, because it just is, I will just start praying for whoever's laundry I'm folding. If I'm cleaning up the kitchen, I pray. Washing dishes, just start talking to the Lord. Whatever it is you're doing, a pastor, a friend of mine told me to just start praying out loud when you drive. Get in the car and make that your time with Jesus when you're alone. That's good. So those are some things that can really help you just kind of get it into your daily life because it just has to be something that is second nature. Like our relationships with each other don't just happen. You know, we have to build them. We like our marriages or our relationships with our kids and our even our friends. I have a friend, we send each other Marco Polos every day because we don't see each other every day. So we send each other little videos. Like we have to build that relationship and you have to maintain it you have to talk and we have to listen it's just right. that practice of just incorporating everything we're doing into, into our daily life I love those practical tips I especially like the laundry yeah I haven't done that but that makes so much sense you're touching their clothes you can cover their clothes with prayers oh that's so beautiful the Lord's shown me some things through that and I also love that you say, and listen. The listening's hard for me. I'm a talker. <laughs> right. Although I am a quiet introvert, even with the Lord, I'm like, okay, it takes me a while to just share it all. But it's still harder for me to be like, okay, pausing and listening and not have my mind go onto the tasks yeah. I have to do today. It's a good practice to get in the habit. Yeah, I think like, cause we're all different. I know I love to do pray in the morning and, you know, read my Bible and have that time, but it just doesn't always happen. And so when we just invite the Lord into everything we're doing, he's already there anyway. But when we invite him in, 
you know, we're opening up our lives to the Lord. We're saying, you're a part of this. I want, it's because of you that any of this exists. Right. I want my life to be led by you. I feel like we're just giving him the reins in some way. Absolutely. So Michelle, I would love if you could share a Bible verse that you have found so helpful on your journey with the Lord. Yes. Romans twelve twelve says, rejoice in hope, be patient in affliction, be persistent in prayer. That verse I have on a sticky note on my computer because everything crazy seems to happen while I'm working. <laughs> so sometimes I look at that verse and I'm just reminded to be patient in affliction, persistent in prayer, and also rejoice in hope. Look at the hope we have. There's just so much in that short verse. That one's really brought me a lot of encouragement. Perfect verse for today's episode. I love it. And Michelle, I love to ask all of my guests if they have a beautiful body tip to share. My beautiful body tip is to learn to know your body and accept the changes that your body's going to go through. Yeah, that's good. I know that that's not, there's so many like physical things we can do and they're all very, very important. But I think for me, I gave birth to twins there was a whole lot of changes that happened there. And it took me a while to just accept that that, that my body was never going to be the same. Now I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm going through menopause and it's changing again. <laughs> I think just being able to say, you know what, this physical body is just a vessel and yeah, it's right. going to go through changes and just allowing those changes to happen and getting to know your body That's as as it goes through those changes because there's so many things that we can yeah. do as we go through them but it's hard to see people who don't accept that their bodies are going to change and we all know what that looks like <laughs> Just coming, you know, coming to terms with that and accepting that that's a part of life. That's good. It's not profound, but it's something yes. I'm learning. <laughs> it's important, especially, I mean, I'm over 50. It's important to, oh, yes, accept yeah. that and realize God made us, made us unique and special and beautiful no matter what our age is. Yes, he did. So, uh, Michelle, I would love if you could share how people can find you, connect with you, find your podcast and all of your writings. Oh, okay. Of course. I am on Instagram at michelle.flanagan and I am on Facebook at Hope for the Journey. I have a website. It's michelleflanagan.com and my last name is F-L-A-N-I-N-G-A-N. It's a little different. And I also have a podcast called The Biblical Momologue. And that is just pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. Spotify, Apple, Amazon. Yes, and such an encouraging podcast that you have. I love your heart for moms and the encouragement that you share on your episodes. It's so special. Thank you. As we wrap up today, Michelle, could you please pray for our listeners? Absolutely. I would love to. Thank you for asking me. And thank you for having me also. <laughs> okay, let's pray. God, I just thank you so much for this time that you have set aside and for Krista for inviting this topic and just opening up to talking about praying to you and talking to you and giving you our lives, Lord. Sometimes I, our lives just feel like such a fragile thing and I just pray that anyone listening today would know that you will 
handle it with care. God, that everything that they're going through, that you care about. God, that you are right there with them in their struggles and in their pain and in their joy and in their sorrow and that you just want them to invite you in, God, and that their lives will be changed for the better when they do, God, that they will be just encouraged and comforted and strengthened and transformed by you, God. I just thank you so much for each person listening, and I just pray that you will just give her peace in whatever it is she's going through right now. And I just thank you so much for Krista. And I just pray for blessings on her and her podcast. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Michelle, for your beautiful prayer and for spending time with us today talking about prayer. This has been such an encouragement to me and I know for those listening. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining me today as we explore the powerful whispers of God. I hope you've been inspired, uplifted, and equipped with practical ways to experience His presence in your everyday life. A special thank you to those who have rated, shared, or commented on my podcast. Your input warms my heart. Remember, the journey doesn't end here. Stay connected with me on my website at kristajoyministries.com and be sure to sign up for my newsletter on my main webpage. Or connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at Powerful Whispers Podcast to continue the conversation and stay updated on upcoming episodes. Until next time, I'm Krista Joy signing off. May your journey be blessed with an abundance of God's whispers for you. And make sure to grab hold of the gentle nudges from God.